Hey there, questers. If you love Oculus QuestCast, please go to anchor.fm forward slash Oculus QuestCast forward slash support so you can learn how to support the show for as little as a dollar. Thank you. Questers, what is up? This is episode 23 of Oculus Questcast, and it is I, Janus. It has been some time. In fact, the last time I recorded podcast was in March. It was in my car, on my phone, and it was literally the day before everything hit for coronavirus. I was in North Carolina. I do not live in North Carolina, but I was there for personal reasons. And sitting in my car, recording this on my phone, and then editing on my laptop, wake up the next day, the flight I had had been canceled. I My, my eyes were, were wide open. I had no idea what to anticipate with this coronavirus thing, which is still ongoing, of course you know. We're still not at a manageable place with it, but I, through the last five months, particularly focused on my family and our needs and preparing and making sure that if some sort of cataclysmic disaster was going to happen, we were prepared. Needless to say, we are more prepared than we were five months ago, but there's still quite a bit of preparations to do. And I could sit here and go on and on. I'm, I'm not going to get political here because that's not the point of this. The point of this is to talk about VR, all things VR, particularly with the Oculus Quest. And, you know, a lot has happened in the last five months. I would like to jump right in. So let's, let's do that. How are you guys? What's been going on? Uh, hit me up if you'd like to tell me what you've been doing with your Oculus Quest. You can do so at oculusquestcast at gmail.com. You can follow me on Instagram at officialquestcast. I also have Twitter at oculusquestcast. I haven't been super active on there, but uh, I did post a few posts on Instagram saying, you know, should I come back? And I felt like it was time to come back. I feel like I am in a place where I can finally put more focus on this because truth be told, it was, it was, it was crazy, which I'm sure... It was also crazy for you guys. If you have any stories about coronavirus and, and how much time, more time that gave you for the Oculus Quest, I'd love to hear that as well. Okay, let's jump right in. If any of you guys have played Arizona Sunshine for the Oculus Quest, some people feel like this was a f- relatively large game to include on a mobile headset. There is an article out there where the developers kind of break down how they were able to squeeze a full-featured zombie game onto the Oculus Quest. If you haven't read this article, I'll put a link in the show notes. It's pretty cool. Basically, they they did a lot, but if you look at it, they wanted to, the game to feel exactly the same as it did on higher-end PCs, headsets, because let's face it, Oculus Quest is is... I wouldn't say it's the cheap version, but it is the the mobile version. It's like comparing the Switch to the PS4 or the Xbox. While I love the Switch and the graphics can be clean and crisp, they just don't compare to what the PS4 and Xbox One are putting out. So, But Arizona Sunshine, it was actually released in uh, 2016 on PC VR, and it's, it's a fairly large game. 
and a lot of people actually play multiplayer on this game on the Oculus Quest. If you read this article, the developers jump into why they thought it was worth their time to take Arizona Sunshine and put it on the Oculus Quest. I'm going to read a small clip here. It says, We found two things when looking at Oculus Quest hardware for the first time. The Quest is different from other major VR platforms in that it packs everything inside a compact headset and offers limited processing power compared to most gaming PCs, but it doesn't make compromises with how it handles head tracking and full motion controls. It's a system that's powered like a portable with features of a tethered headset, which is a combination we had never seen before. Now see that's very interesting. It does not limit itself on head tracking and motion controls. so. That makes perfect sense to me, just because it's considered like a portable or a handheld, it still has the same functionality with the motion controls and the head tracking, so it makes sense to me that if that's exactly the same, then why not try to take your game and optimize it and put it on the Oculus Quest. They, they go on saying that it gave them an effective means for creating a version of Arizona Sunshine for the Oculus Quest. And that, that it was not impossible to do. But the challenge is to make sure that the game runs smoothly. I have personally not tried Arizona Sunshine. The price tag has just been a little high for me. I, I have this weird thing where I look at VR games and I tell myself in my head, I am not going to spend more than $30 on a VR game. I don't know if anybody out there is like that. Maybe you have a, a cutoff yourself. Some people have told me that they're not going to spend more than $15 or $20, which, you know, there are a lot of games out there, even at $20, that I've had a hard time pulling the trigger on. I have to say that I do want to play this game and I do want to try it. Maybe I'll reach out to the, to the developers and see if they will let me try the game and, so I can give it a, a, a very detailed and honest review. But I just love how they were like... Very confident that they could pull this game off on the Oculus Quest. That had to do with not just optimizing each zombie, if you will, in the game, but optimizing levels and details. They felt like they could get somewhat of the same type of graphical style. So, so one of the things, for example, the zombie on the PC games, it has 9,044 polygons. But on the Quest, it has 2,181 polygons. The biggest thing is, they kept the polygons for the heads of the zombies, the details in the faces and whatnot, exactly the same. But the body is where they kind of drew back on, on the details, yet they kept the, the skins pretty much the same. And it, it was a minimal... They minimized how you were able to tell the difference because the detail on the face was exactly the same, which I think is super smart. If a zombie's coming after me, yeah, I see its hands and I see its body coming toward me, but I'm going for the headshot every time. So the fact that the face is exactly the same, that's, that, that's genius. That really is genius. Put a lot of detail in the face, put more details in the skin of the, of the zombie instead of the actual polygons. <laughs> I think that was a really smart move on their part. They even go on to say, you know, does your brain care if the arm looks like it's perfectly rendered? Of course not, but it will notice a head without the correct details very quickly and you'll be pulled out of the experience. The compromise allowed us to keep our zombies on screen without eating up all the system's computational power. I, I love that. This is, that was so smart. And, and I hope that there are enough developers out there willing to take a look 
at what Vertigo Games did here and want to optimize their games for the Oculus Quest. But, I mean, some follow-up news later on in this episode, and, and I gotta say I'm not particularly happy about the news, but I'm also particularly not unhappy either. We'll have to wait and see what happens, and I'll get to that in a minute. Their biggest thing about optimizing Arizona Sunshine for the Oculus Quest, they have a mechanic in the game that when you shoot a zombie, you feel rewarded for shooting them, and that's the mechanic. The mechanic is called mutilation. You can shoot off an arm, a leg, you can blow their head off. Where you aim matters, but making mutilation work on the quest they said wasn't as easy as it might sound. If you break it down, a PC supports around 1,000 GPU instructions, where the Oculus Quest supports around 100. So the Quest itself only has about 10% of the GPU processing power as a gaming PC. Noticeably, that is a huge difference. They created a workaround. They pat themselves on the back saying, oh, we used a little ingenuity and here's the workaround. And they go on to say, why is the instruction count so limited on the quest? We want to deliver a smooth experience for the player, and we have to deliver it at 72 frames per second on the quest for you to be comfortable while playing. Fewer frames, and people might feel sick to their stomachs. So we knew we could have the quest GPU render around 100 objects on the screen while keeping that frame rate. But it would begin to dip if we added any more, and causing motion sickness in our players wasn't anything we wanted to even consider. Thank you for that, Vertigo Games. I'm glad you consider my motion sickness a priority. So this was their solution. They said that they decided to merge the zombie object and the wound object on runtime the moment a mutilation happened. So they adjusted the zombie GPU instruction and added support for that, making it more complex, but the added complexity ended up being faster for the GPU than the extra instructions on a new object. (laughs) They go on to say that the true answer might be a little complex for the article that was written, but it shows that there are solutions to problems that developers come across when wanting to have their game be represented on a system like the Oculus Quest. Personally, I'm just glad that somebody took the time to analyze their game, figure out how they could get it to work on a system that has more limitations than a gaming PC, because of course... I mean, no matter what kind of phone or mobile game that we have, is it going to have the processing power of a gaming PC? Absolutely not. So going into it, there there are people that are like, oh, where are the graphics on the Quest? Not as good as the Rift. Well, there's your answer. The Rift relies on a computer to does it, to do its processing. But if you look at games like Arizona Sunshine, for example, or Red Matter, if you haven't played Red Matter, I highly recommend it because Red Matter is a great example of a game that looks gorgeous and beautiful and they don't even really cut any corners, but they found a way, a new process, they developed a solution to a problem of making a game that has muddled down graphics when Red Matter actually doesn't. And it's good to know that there are people out there that want to problem solve. They want to create that experience for, let's say, let's say you can't spend $4,000 on a gaming PC and a a VR headset. Let's say you can only spend $400. That's 10% of the cost, but you're going to get similar experiences. And it's smart because you can produce 
many Oculus Quest headsets, uh, you know, of course they're still kind of hard to find because everybody's sitting at home and they want this VR experience. And I have to say, I've had a few family and, and friends over during uh, coronavirus. We all made sure that we weren't exposed to anybody. And we've had some great sessions with the Oculus Quest, watching people playing it on, on the TV and laughing our heads off, especially at the, there's a scary game called Affected the Manor and there's multiple endings and we've all sat around and just laughed at each other getting scared. You're able to mass produce something like the Oculus Quest, uh, much more so than a high-end gaming PC and a, a VR headset. And that's the other great thing about the Oculus Quest is it's multifaceted because you can have it for the mobile stuff. And if you already have a gaming PC or let's say you build up to that, you can still use the Oculus Quest as your headset. And you can do it wirelessly with things like virtual, the virtual desktop. You can use virtual desktop and connect to your gaming PC wirelessly, or you can use the link cable. The choice is yours. The reason that I find all of this interesting because it creates an experience for you and I for, who may not have any immediate desire to have a ton of money go into a gaming PC or a high-end VR headset. So if you have not tried Arizona Sunshine, I, I am going to reach out to the, to the developer, to Vertigo Games, and see if they will help a brother out and give me a chance to try it and, and get an, a review out for them. But I wanted to go over the conclusion of this article. It's outlined like this. It says, the easy route would have been to remove half of the objects in the game, reduce polygon count, disable mutilation, reduce the zombie count, and call it a day. But that would have meant removing the heart of Arizona Sunshine. Oculus Quest has so much similarity to PC VR in terms of tracking and on top packs the additional appeal of untethered 360-degree directional freedom of movement. That is why we really pushed ourselves to get as much of the original game into this remake. The zombie mutilation, the, the small pieces of trash on the ground, the interactions, it all adds up to a port of Arizona Sunshine that looks and feels like the real thing, not a hacked-down copy. It took a ton of work, but it was worth it. In the end, we're proud of how much the original world we've been able to preserve, which is likely the most important thing to learn about your own game before you start the process of porting or optimization. What are the most important aspects of your game's designs? What are the things that absolutely have to stay in the final release for it to be the game you want your players to enjoy? Once you know what you can't live without, you can begin to think about how to keep it in, and you have to be willing to put in the work to make that happen. I mean, they, they said it perfectly. That, that just great advice. So glad for you, Vertigo Games, that you took your game and you didn't dumb it down. You just found a way to keep it the same game that you released. You just optimized it in ways that we wouldn't directly notice at first. So, yeah, I definitely want to play this game and I want to review it and I want to see if I can reach out to them and get an interview so they can kind of go over this process right here on Oculus Quest Cast. I want to move on to the next thing, but before we do that, how about a quick word from our sponsor? All right. I found this other article, and this was right before, quite a bit of time before anybody started talking about Oculus Quest 2 or Oculus Quest Pro or whatever's going to be coming out whatever um, 
old Zuckerberg is going to be talking about in September because I did see that he announced that they are going to be talking about something specific to VR and and the direction that they want to take their VR development this September at the Oculus Quest Connect or Oculus Connect. Pretty much everybody is saying it has to do with Oculus Quest 2 or Pro or whatever that's going to be. And it's been just over a year since you released Oculus Quest and you're already coming out with a new headset. Come on. I mean, why not, instead of building something just to get something out there, why don't you take the time to get a little ahead of the game and uh, develop it almost to the point where it's a gaming PC on your head that's also portable, not try to take everybody's money because a life cycle for... A video game system should be multiple years. And also, how dare you guys try to make us force to have a Facebook profile in order to use your Oculus headsets? Come on, that's that's just not cool. Rant over, you guys do what you want. If I want to use your stuff, I gotta comply, which is fine. But I'm just saying, that's, that's kind of dirty pool. That's kind of Big Brother 1984 stuff right there. Anyways, I found this article, and it talks about Oculus Quest wishlist, the four upgrades we want. You know, they've got some... uh, So the four upgrades that they want, the first one is the wireless Oculus Link. Now, you can do that already with virtual desktop, but it makes sense. Like, why isn't that a built-in feature? I agree with that. I would love that. That way I don't have to spend $20 on a piece of software that should already just be built in. I, I agree. The next one they want is app upgrades and Oculus Share. It says the Oculus mobile app on Android and iOS should be able to wirelessly download videos and images from the Quest. Yeah, and the Oculus PC app should also be able to download videos and images from the Quest as well, but it should also be able to upload any compatible software package to the headset that you want. Again, why is this not there? Where, where's your R&D team? Oculus, come on. <laughs> Why are you a step behind? This is something that if you put in a little time to to develop the stuff at the start, you're really going to make a lot of people happy. You're going to get a lot more out of the life cycle of something. Otherwise, you know, technology that you can only use for a year or two, you're really limiting yourself. You truly are. There should be upgrades to the apps and the ability to share smart guardians and direct multiplayer. Yes. Or smarter guardians. The guardians should be a little smarter. There should be some tweaking to it. Absolutely. And I do like the fact that if multiple Oculus quests were in an area that they should be able to automatically detect each other and also detect if you have the same game and start an ad hoc game right there. But everything has to be through Wi-Fi. That's, that's, that's very limiting. Their last upgrade that they want to see is comfort upgrades. You know, I know a lot of people have issues with the Oculus Quest, how it fits on their head, how it sits. They they say it's a little front heavy and whatnot. I don't know what it is, but I personally have not really had this problem. My biggest problem is making sure when I share the Oculus Quest with somebody that they leave their sweat on my little rim, and and that's disgusting. And so I've taken precautions to make sure that I don't have to deal with that. It would be great if they made covers that were disposable that also didn't seep into the foam. That's about 
the extent of my discomfort. I don't really feel like it's too heavy. And I feel like if you really know where to set the back of the strap on your head, like right there underneath the, the knob in the back of your head or the, the, the edge of the crown, then it, there's no comfort issues whatsoever. And some people just wear the, the back of the strap too high on their head. I've noticed I have no problem whatsoever when I put it on correctly. There are people though that, that do struggle with it. Maybe my head's just so huge <laughs> that it fits like it should because literally the straps are at their most extended that they can be. Kudos to you guys who have Franken-quested, if you will, your own headsets and got better headphones and whatnot and, and better straps, or if you've done other things. Like, I've, I've seen many of that stuff, so kudos to you guys for making it more comfortable. I haven't really had issues with the comfort, and when somebody comes over, I really try to ensure that they put the headset on the way that they're supposed to, and I don't really know why it's so confusing for a lot of people, and, and maybe fault is on <laughs> Oculus there. But I thought about those four upgrades, and then I thought about the upgrades that I would want, and I think these are kind of paramount when it comes to having a all-in-one VR headset. The, the, the first thing for me would be better battery life, and I know all, all of you guys agree. If any of you have spent any significant time thinking about what kind of battery packs that you're going to get to keep your headset from dying within a couple of hours, then you know that the battery life needs to be significantly better. I mean, if my iPhone can be on for 8 to 10 hours, at least the Oculus Quest should get something near that. I mean, the screens that you're looking at, too, they're, they're significantly small, and that's why you have those magnifying lenses. And they're significantly smaller than the screen that's on my phone. So I'm not sure that that's where the juice really gets drawn. I know it's mainly the CPU and the GPU, but still... My iPhone is supposedly has a significant CPU and GPU. I don't know. <laughs> but I would I would say that the, the Oculus Quest should at least be able to get half of the battery life that my iPhone does, and that's five to six hours, which would be perfect. Like, if I'm playing that thing for five or six hours, then it deserves to die. <laughs> Uh, but the second upgrade I would want is the better resolution in the screens. Like right now, yeah, you get the god rays and there's some fuzziness. But man, once you figure out how to appropriately put that thing on your head and you're looking through it, you can get some pretty crystal clear resolution. However, if they could just tweak that and make it better, that would be amazing. Bluetooth capability would be my third. I... I want to hook it up to a Bluetooth speaker while I'm playing Beat Saber, for example, and just blast that music. Just blast it. That would be awesome if it was built in. I have taken a Bluetooth transmitter, put some Velcro on the bottom of it, put Velcro on the top lip of my Oculus Quest, and plug it into one of the headphone ports, and I project the... I make it Bluetooth that way and put it into a Bluetooth speaker. And it works. It's great. That thing only cost me like $14 on Amazon. If it was built in, I could just automatically sync it to a Bluetooth speaker and it would be the ultimate party experience because everybody would be hearing the music that I'm listening to while playing Beat Saber. They would be watching me. They would be having a great time. Do that if you're not going to have the music also project onto a television or a screen when I'm playing. 
and I understand having to do both and latency issues, but having the ability to Bluetooth it to a speaker would be awesome. And finally, the the last upgrade I would want is HD video capture or better video capture recording capabilities. Because right now what I do, <laughs> it's a little different than just saying, hey, I'm going to capture this and then I'm going to take it off my Oculus Quest and put it on another device and then it's a square. It's like built for Instagram and I'm pretty sure that that was intentional on Facebook's end. But what I do is I cast to my phone and then I screen record on my phone and then I get that wide viewing area and I personally like that. It just needs to be a little more crisp. I like it a little better that way. Yeah, if, if that could be a little smoother. Those would be my four upgrades. What about you guys? What would be your four upgrades? Why don't you let me know? OculusQuestCast at gmail.com. You can leave me a message right on Anchor. You can hit me up on Instagram, OfficialQuestCast, on Twitter, OculusQuestCast. Let me know. Let me know what upgrades you would want. And, and I'm sure that we're all waiting with bated breath what the upgrades are going to be for the new Oculus Quest headset that they're more than likely going to be announcing in September. I'm sure some of you guys have seen the imagery on it where it's white and it's still purpley behind it, so I'm pretty sure that's why we believe these leaked images are related to an updated Oculus Quest. And my goodness, it better cost $400 or less uh, <laughs> because that would be frustrating. Uh, another thing I wanted to quickly hit on is... I did reach out to the, to the developers of Pixel Ripped 95. That game released in April or May. They sent me a copy. I've spent a couple hours on it. I want to give it a full review, but I would say just if you have any nostalgia for Super Nintendo or any 16-bit era gaming, man, this game is awesome. It, it, it really is awesome. And it has like this Inception style of, of gameplay because you're in a headset and then you're playing as a kid who is playing a game, but then you go even deeper and you're a character in the game and you connect to the kid and then you realize that you are the kid. So it kind of bounces back and forth and just the layered depth of of diving in is is crazy. And I am like, man, I'm this is inception. This is crazy. <laughs> but I, I played through the first the first level where you really want this game and Christmas is coming up and your mom is just, your mom's Brazilian because the game is developed by uh, Brazilians and, you know, kudos to you guys. This game is, is pretty awesome. You have to distract your mom from chewing you out while you're playing the game and then the game comes to life and hops out of the screen and is in your little world and you as a little boy you're like what do I do and you play as Dot who's the main, the main character in the game and she She's reminiscent of Samus from Metroid. It's like every pivotal 16-bit character is rolled into one. But she has a hand cannon. And yeah, it's like Samus and Mega Man. And there's hints of Link from Legend of Zelda and, and whatnot. And suiting up as her in the game and you look at your 16-bit arm... It's, it's pretty great. I'm going to dive into a review... In, a, in an upcoming episode. But I just wanted to, to quickly hit on a few other things. Like, number one is, why are we still waiting for a Battle Royale game? 
for the Oculus Quest. I'm I'm looking at you, Population One. I know you're doing some some beta testing right now. It's just the the beta testing that they're doing. It's oddly specific. Like you need to be available at these weirdly specific times, Pacific Standard Time. And I'm like, well, I have a job that would be really really hard to do. Even though I'd love to be a part. We're still waiting on that though. I think it's been extended out. Maybe there's things they're still tweaking. I don't know. The the other thing is is I'm curious as to what Facebook's plan for a life cycle of their system is supposed to be. And even back in March, they were talking about Oculus Quest 2. And if that does indeed come out this year, then why? Why would you put one year of focus into something as great as the Oculus Quest? Why wouldn't you want to do updates and releases that truly just magnify the experience why not have at least a three to four year life cycle on it that's that's frustrating to me and i understand you can't compare it to something like the playstation 4 or how sony or xbox or nintendo does their life cycles man we as consumers are getting to a point where we buy something and a year later we want to upgrade it we're really missing the point if we take something that's supposed to be relatively new technology and then force these companies to really like push the boundaries on, on getting it out there. Because I have to tell you, if an Oculus Quest 2 comes out this year, my wife is going to be so <laughs> pissed at me. <laughs> yeah, because I'm going to like, well, if I'm having a podcast, I need to stay on top of this stuff. And of course, that is the expectation, right? Really, I am I am just like, ugh, you guys are just so money hungry. Just Just do it right the first time. Make it last four years at least. Another concern of mine is there's just a huge lack of first-person shooters on the Oculus Quest. And I don't know why. Like It seems like VR is built for first-person shooters. And you can go crazy with that stuff. Another quick question I had for you guys. So a quick focus on replay. What games are in your library? Look at your Oculus Quest library. What games do you have in there? And do you still feel the same about them today as your day one purchase? I just wanted to quickly go over my library list here. First Steps, of course, and that was that was a pretty incredible experience. I also have Epic Roller Coasters, which was free, and I, I still my kids still love playing that one. Drop Dead Dual Strike Edition, still pretty fun. Affected the Manor, awesome game if you like being scared. Uh, Super Hot VR, still play that one. Beat Saber, still play that one. Echo VR, you know, I downloaded that one, it was free, I haven't played it yet. Pixel Rip 95, I I still play that one, I'm, I'm going to be giving an extensive review on that one in, I'm guessing, episode 24. Guns and Stories, Bulletproof, the developer gave me that game, I have yet to try it yet, so maybe I'll do a double header where I review both Pixel Rip and that one. Check it out. Alt Space VR, really haven't dove into that one yet. Aspire 1, I know I was huge, a huge proponent of Aspire 1, and I played it for about five hours. I need to jump into it again. I know there have been quite a few updates since then. I would love to revisit that one and just kind of really lay it out as what it's about. First Contact, another fun one, but you know, these are, these are uh, product demos, both First Steps and First Contact. I have Bait, which is a decent fishing game. In Space, 
pretty cool that you can control the steering of your ship with your head. Red Matter, I need to finish that game because that game is pretty awesome and the graphics are, are crazy. Journey of the Gods, same thing. It's like Legend of Zelda, but in VR. Really fun game. Love it. Apex Construct. You know, Apex Construct, I, I love the game. It's, it's fun. I just, of all the games I have, that one, for some reason, gives me a little motion sickness. I do want to finish it. I do want to figure out why. And then I also have VR Chat and Rec Room. VR Chat, you know, as a parent, that thing needs to be burned with fire. It's just a cesspool of scum and villainy. And if you like it, awesome. But for me, it just feel like it just gets so out of hand so quick and people are weird and that's just not my humor. You know, I've had some decent conversations in there, but then it quickly gets weird. And then Rec Room is focused on family and kids. Those are my list of games. I kind of went over uh, what I would want to really revisit and play through. But all in all, uh, it's good to be back. It's good to sit down and kind of go through kind of what I've been finding out. I, I know I know it has been some time away, and but I hope everyone understands that sometimes when the world itself just feels like it's crumbling around you, like and you literally see it everywhere around, and you don't really know what's happening. You don't know what the next day brings. I hope it's understandable that I, I just took some time to really get things right, to really focus on my family. But it's really good to be in front of the mic again to discuss the Oculus Quest. I, I really want to dive in and do some extensive research on Oculus Quest 2, on what they could possibly be talking about Oculus Connect. I do want to tune in to that and go over what they're going to be discussing and and talk to you guys about that. So thanks again for for listening, for really growing my listening base even when I wasn't around. And you know, my 5-month vacation which wasn't really a vacation, it was oh my goodness, is the world really going to fall apart? I better prepare for the apocalypse and store food and arm myself and my family and and make sure that we are well taken care of and then realize that the state of the world is we're kind of in this weird lull and we don't know what's happening and nothing's really progressing and ugh, everything's so politically charged. And if you're like me, you're just like, I, I want a game. I want to experience life. I want to have fun. And I want to do all those things with my family. And when they're concerned and scared and not going to school, you you know what I'm talking about. So thanks for listening. Thanks for keeping this alive. I will not let so much time go between episode 23 and episode 24. In fact, I'm already preparing things and plan to record in the next few days so I can put out, you know, at least once a week and and really get back on top of this because this was a good therapeutic outlet. One and two, I just love talking about games. So... Jane S. out. Thank you, questers, and keep on questing.